Are you always striving to get better? Just like your business, a lot of people are looking for an edge in their health. So stack the deck in your favor by making delayed onset muscle soreness history so you can be at your best every single day. What am I talking about? It's Sierrazil Joint Formula 14, a mineral complex that reduces inflammation naturally. Sierrazil Joint Formula 14 contains minerals in a rich clay structure that eases joint and muscle aches, reduces stiffness, and helps prevent cartilage breakdown associated with exercise and movement. Try the Sierrazil 14-day challenge today, and if you don't notice better mobility and less stiffness, they will give you your money back 100% guaranteed. Now, if this sounds like something that you would like to try, then I would highly recommend you go online and you buy Joint Formula 14, but don't only just buy it, use the coupon code, cut the crap, and you'll get 15% off. Thank you so much to Sierra Cell for uh, providing that discount, and uh, I really hope that all of you listening, if you have inflammation or if you are experiencing stiffness or muscle aches, that you do give this product a try. I've been using this product for quite some time now, and I'm extremely happy with it, which is why I've approached the company to become a stakeholder on the show and to bring this product forward to you. So go to sierrasil.com and pick up Joint Formula 14. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com. That's sierrasil.com. Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. Where week after week, I'm saving you, what, 10, 12, 15 hours from having to read a business book yourself, depending on how long the book is and how fast a reader you are. I'm making your life easier every single week by doing all the reading for you and condensing it down to its core golden nuggets. I'm having a blast doing this show, you guys. Really am. Uh, As we kick into July, this marks the seventh month for Cut the Crap Podcast. And I've seen growth in this show happen month after month, whether it's in Canada, the United States, Australia, Germany, the UK, Sweden. We're seeing growth in every single country. And month after month, it's growing. That's exciting. And very surprising too. I I had no idea it was going to take off like that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to every single one of you who are subscribed to the show and listen and uh, sharing this show. It really means a lot to me. If I could ask you guys a favor, a really big favor for a moment here, something that would help get the show out there a lot more. Um, On iTunes, you guys, would you guys please go ahead and go to iTunes and uh, when you go into your podcast app, actually, it's probably the better way to do it instead of going into iTunes. If you go to the podcast app and you search for Cut the Crap Podcast, just type Cut the Crap Podcast in the search bar there and you see it. When you click on the podcast on the rate and review, if you guys can do me a really big favor and rate and review the show, uh, that would mean a lot to me. And it definitely helps with getting the word out there for the show. So, so thank you so much to all of you in advance who will take the time out to do that. It means a lot to me. So thank you. Before we crack into the show, I also want to remind you guys, don't forget, every single week, I am also condensing down each episode, all the core golden nuggets in PDF format. You go to cutthecrappodcast.com, sign up there, and you'll get your PDF in your inbox every single Monday 
And you'll have access to all the previous episodes and all the summaries will be right there for you on the website as well too. So go to cutthecrappodcast.com, sign up. All I need is your first name, your last name, and your email address just so I know who to send the email to. And uh, just as easy as that. So what do we got going on this week? Well, before we actually get into the show, I'm recording this the end of June because the beginning of July... It's my birthday, so I won't be recording this on the weekend where I usually do it. I'm recording this a little bit earlier. My birthday is July 2nd, so I'm going to spend some time relaxing with friends and family and taking in some of that hot, hot sun. It's beautiful right now, so definitely want to take some time away and um, just relax for a little bit. Really, really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So not only is it my birthday coming up, but also I'm a huge fan of soccer, huge fan of the World Cup, and, and this side of the world we call it soccer, and the other side of the world we call it uh, football, but anyways, soccer, I'm looking forward to Euro Cup, we have Italy taking on Germany, and Caligiuri, obviously my heritage, uh, Italian, my uh, grandparents born in Miglierina, Italy, and uh, from there moved to Buenos Aires, Argentina, and from there moved up to Canada, so um, yeah, really looking forward to that game. It's going to be awesome. And when you're listening to this, either uh, I'm going to be really happy or uh, I would have done a little bit of crying as uh, the Italians usually do if we lose. So, all right, you guys, what do we got going on this week? So this week, our featured book on Cut the Crap podcast, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. So this is actually the third book from Malcolm Gladwell that I've covered on Cut the Crap podcast. And the reason why I want to cover a lot of Malcolm Gladwell books is just because he gets a lot of attention and a lot of marketing people, a lot of business people love his work. I wasn't a big fan of his first two books. I should have started off with The Tipping Point because The Tipping Point is a solid book, especially for an entrepreneur, especially for a marketer. This applies even to salespeople. To me, The Tipping Point um, is one of Malcolm Gladwell's best works that I've read. So what is The Tipping Point? This from the back of the jacket of the book, the tipping point is that magic moment when an idea, trend, or social behavior crosses a threshold, tips, and spreads like wildfire. Just as a single sick person can start an epidemic of the flu, so too can a small but precisely targeted push cause a fashion trend, the popularity of a new product, or a drop in the crime rate. This wildly acclaimed bestseller in which Malcolm Gladwell explores and brilliantly illuminates the tipping point phenomenon is already changing the way people throughout the world think about selling products and disseminating ideas. So I know they say selling products, but I also liken that to selling offerings as part of services as well too. I do not forget about you service companies out there. There's a lot of you service companies out there. And I'd probably see the majority of you listening are probably working for service companies from the people that I've had interactions with. Um, a lot of companies and a lot of books and a lot of people, they just automatically go to products. But this absolutely applies to services as well too. But anyways... Let's crack right into this book. I'm excited about it. We have four golden nuggets from The Tipping Point. Golden nugget number one. Great ideas spread like an epidemic. In 1994, Wolverine, the company that makes hush puppies, you know, those classic suede shoes, they had just decided to phase out this once famous brand. Sales had fallen to 30,000 pairs annually, mostly to backwoods outlets and small town family stores. But then something interesting happened. Only a year later, in 1995, the company sold 430,000 pairs of hush puppies. Crazy. But it didn't stop there. The next year, it sold almost 2 million pairs. And the year after that, still more. So suddenly, hush puppies were once again a staple of the young American male wardrobe. Now, it's interesting to note here, though, 
Wolverine, the company that makes Hush Puppies, they had nothing to do with the spreading of the product. It all started with a handful of hipsters in Manhattan that started to wear the shoes, which infected others and started the trend. So according to Gladwell, an occurrence like this is a textbook example of an epidemic in action and illustrates the premise that ideas, products, services, messages, and behaviors spread in the same manner as do viruses. Now, the rise of hush puppies may not seem to have very much in common with other ideas that have gone far and wide and spread. However, all major ideas that have spread far and wide share a fundamental pattern. First, they're all typical of how viruses spread. Second, in most cases, little changes made had big effects. And third, most changes occurred rapidly. So these three characteristics mirror how the flu attacks every single winter or how a cold travels through a classroom. But it's that third trait, though. Most changes occur rapidly. That's the most important. Because it's this principle that makes sense of the first two and that provides the greatest insight into why modern change occurs the way it does. This is what Gladwell calls the tipping point. That one dramatic moment in an epidemic when everything changes all at once and things spread like wildfire. Now, this golden nugget for me was incredibly insightful and a little bit motivational as well too. And the reason for that is that there's a lot of us out there who are struggling struggling to make our business grow. You know, we're trying to figure out the right sales uh, uh, equation. We're trying to figure out the right marketing message. And we're just trying to do our best to get this damn company or get our products, get our services out there in the marketplace. And we all think, hey, you know, we got to spend a ton of money to make money. That's not true. Sometimes all you need is a good idea. Sometimes all you need is a good message and allow that message to take hold within a specific marketplace and allow it just to spread. However, me just saying that doesn't make any sense. So as we go forward to the next Golden Nuggets, the next Golden Nuggets will reveal how a company like Wolverine and the product Hush Puppies was able to take over and drive amazing growth. There's some lessons that we can learn here, and that's what the rest of this episode is going to be dedicated to, giving you some Golden Nuggets into understanding how we can replicate this kind of success in our own companies, with our own products and our own services. Golden nugget number two, epidemics begin with a select few people. The law of the few is an example of the 80-20 principle of economics, which is the idea that in any situation, roughly 80% of the work will be done by 20% of the participants. So it's this principle that explains why 20% of all motorists cause 80% of all accidents, or how 20% of all beer drinkers drink 80% of all the beer. And in most societies, 20% of the criminals commit 80% of all the crimes. Now, when it comes to epidemics, though, this disproportion becomes even more extreme as a tiny percentage of people do the majority of the work. The success of any kind of social epidemic is heavily dependent on the involvement of people with a particular set of social gifts, people that Malcolm Gladwell calls mavens, connectors, and salespeople. It's these three people who control word-of-mouth epidemics. Now, who are these three people? Mavens. Mavens are opinion-leading consumer experts who spread influence by sharing their knowledge with friends and family. These are the people you ask whenever you want to know something about anything. 
They're always the people in the know. They're builders, engineers, process folks, system folks. It's all about the ideas and the information with Mavens. Connectors. Now, connectors make change happen through people. They stimulate people. They get people excited. That's just the way they're oriented to the world. These are the people who every time you ask a question, they start flipping a Rolodex in their back of their mind saying, who do I know who knows this? Or who do I know who has done this? Or who do I know that I need to connect you with? They love connecting you with people because they're all about connections and they're all about people. And finally, salespeople. Salespeople make change happen through persuasion. They can take an idea, make it sticky and accessible and position it to get a tribe behind it. Salespeople are your storytellers. They're masters of persuasion. They're naturally charismatic and they have enthusiasm that rubs off on people around them. Now, those are your three influencers. Even in this mass era of communications, word of mouth is still the most important form of human communications. In fact, many advertising executives believe that precisely because marketing efforts are so abundant today, there's so much marketing, so much noise, word of mouth appeals have become the only kind of persuasion that most people respond to anymore. Now, this is why it's so important as part of your growth strategy that you have connectors, you have mavens, and you have enthusiastic salespeople on your team or people who can be extensions of your team because it's through these people that you'll help to ignite that word of mouth epidemic that you're trying to go after. Now, the idea here is that you don't need that many people. You just need a few of these individuals to begin igniting that storm, which will then start to spread like wildfire. Now, an example of this is a little bit of a dark example, but it's an example from the book nonetheless, from Gaetan Dugas. I don't know if anybody who knows that name. Gaetan worked for Air Canada as a flight attendant who made his way around the world having a lot of sex with other men. Numbers have been placed north of a thousand encounters with different people. Now, the interesting thing here with this story is that Gaetan was an early AIDS patient and considered to be patient zero for AIDS. Now, that by itself, like I said, it's a very dark example, but nonetheless, it's an example of how one individual can spread a virus so far, so wide. And within this context of the book, that's exactly what we're talking about, is how one person can have an absolute massive effect on the spreading of a virus. Like I said, I hate that example because it's so dark, but it really, but it really drives the point home that you don't need that many people. All you need is maybe one connector, one maven, one enthusiastic, passionate salesperson. And that's all you need to essentially begin to ignite what you currently have. Any idea, any product, any service, any offering, anything that you have, if you have those people, they can be the catalyst for your growth. So a little growth strategy takeaway here. Who do you know in your network that is a maven, connector, or dynamite salesperson? You need to introduce them to what you're doing and get them excited about it. Because if they can get excited about it, they will spread it. Golden nugget number three. Epidemics spread when they are sticky. Apparently, it's a well-known principle in virology that not only do epidemics tip because of the extraordinary efforts of a few select carriers like Gaetan Dugas, but sometimes they also tip when something happens to transform the epidemic itself. Take, for example, the flu pandemic of 1918. When the flu broke out in the spring of that year, it was relatively tame. But over the summer, the virus underwent some strange transformation and ended up killing approximately 40 million people worldwide over the next six months. 40 million people. That's absolutely insane. 
Now, the interesting thing here is that nothing had changed in the way in which the virus was being spread. Rather, the virus had suddenly become much more deadly. There was a shift in the virus's makeup that made it much more powerful and allowed it to spread with greater strength. This is the stickiness factor, and it has enormous implications for the way social as well as viral epidemics are viewed. The stickiness factor is about ensuring that a message makes an impact and not go in one ear and out the other. Most people, as well as marketers, talk loudly and repeat what they have to say over and over and over again in order to ensure what they're saying is being remembered. However, Gladwell notes that direct marketers, who in his mind are the real students of stickiness, have found that small and subtle are actually more effective. So in other words, in a society where we're overwhelmed by a surplus of information and a variety of different marketing messages, what is needed is a subtle but significant change in presentation, one that makes the information more practical and personal, rather than an avalanche of new or additional information. So the key is not in the essential quality of the idea presented. Instead, the key is to tip the message by tinkering on the margin with the idea's structure and format. So you might want to rewind that one and listen to that one again. I I know it can be somewhat complex. So let me use an example here to kind of crystallize that a little bit more. In 1954, the cigarette brand Winston advertised for its new cigarettes with the slogan, Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Now, the marketing agency for Winston purposefully used a grammatical error by swapping out as in place of like, and this caused people to talk. And because it caused people to talk, the message stuck, and it ended up spreading like an epidemic. An idea has to stick in order for it to spread. So the next question you might ask here is, okay, well, how do I make my message stick? How do I do that? Well, there's a lot of different books out there that will teach you how to do that. In fact, I'm going to pick one next week that will talk specifically about how to make a message stick. But I'll give you a few takeaways here to really sit and think about before next week. So how do you get people to act on your idea? You can tell stories. Firefighters naturally swap stories after every fire, and by doing so, they multiply their experience. How do you get people to care about your idea? You can make them feel something. So how can you use video or audio to excite people, to make people feel something? How do you get your audience to pay attention to your ideas? And how do you maintain their interest when you need time to get the ideas across? You need to violate people's expectations and do the unexpected. So a lot of these things, this is where your creativity really needs to come out because I'm providing you with a little bit of stimulus to help think about how you can do this. How can you be unexpected? What kind of story can you tell? How can you make people feel something? These are certain things to think about. And I'll give you the answers next week, actually. I'll help you out a little bit more as we cover a book that talks a little bit more about stickiness and the stickiness factor. But this is something that, in my opinion, is incredibly important because today... As a lot of businesses are getting into content marketing, and a lot of you have been doing content marketing for a long time, your content isn't sticky. It's plentiful, but it's not sticky. There's a lot of information going out there, but none of it's really sticking. None of it's really resonating. And while that might sound rude, it's the truth. What are you doing to be sticky? How are you making sure your content stands out from your competitors? Sharing information is one thing. Being sticky is a completely different game. All right, this is a new thing that we're doing on Cut the Crap Podcast. Bonus nugget, how to best set up your web content to go viral. 
This bonus nugget is brought to you by Modern Earth Web Design. Modern Earth provides solutions for an online world. Web design and development, search engine optimization, social media management, email marketing, and more. If you want to know more about how your website stacks up when it comes to SEO, search engine optimization, visit modernearth.net. And on the top of the page, click the red button that says, sign up for a free SEO report for my website. Once you submit, experts from Modern Earth Web Design, they'll sit down and review your website and send you back a custom report outlining key insights that you can implement to make your website more effective. That website, again, is modernearth.net. All right, so how do we best set up your web content to go viral? The experts at Modern Earth, they believe that great ideas can spread online and have a greater likelihood of going viral if content incorporates a number of key traits, five traits to be exact. Viral content needs to be surprising. It needs to challenge our current beliefs of reality with a new version of reality. Viral content needs to be interesting. It needs to pull us in and be intriguing enough to hold our attention. Viral content needs to be intense. It needs to be powerful and hit us right in the heart, making us feel something once we read, listen, or watch it. Viral content needs to be positive. It needs to make us feel good and leave feeling better about something that we hold in our mind. And finally, viral content needs to be actionable. It needs to be something that we can do ourselves and take action on immediately. So the next time you're developing content online, the experts at Modern Earth Web Design, they want you to keep these five traits of viral content in mind. Thank you so much to Modern Earth Web Design for this bonus nugget. That website again for them is modernearth.net. All right, and the last golden nugget. It's a good thing we're at the end because I am losing my voice. <laughs> been a long day, long day. And this is a cool golden nugget, actually. Good one to end off with. I like the takeaway here. Golden nugget number four. Context can spread or kill your idea virus. The emergence of epidemics depends largely on external circumstances and can frequently be traced back to small changes. The spread of an epidemic will depend on whether the context is right or wrong. Ideas and products that fit into the right context spread fast and wide, while others that don't fit into the right context don't spread at all. Take, for example, in the early 90s when a wave of crime was sweeping across New York City. The city blamed the crime rate on what were thought to be trivial things like graffitied subway cars or fare dodgers. Those little things, those small and significant things going unpunished sent a message that you could do whatever you wanted. So to get a better handle on the crime, the city addressed these seemingly subtle details. So what were the results? By showing zero tolerance for these small details, it sent a message that this was unacceptable and crime began to drop. The context changed and so did the people. The power of context provides marketers with a powerful new strategy for the development and communication of their new products, their services, their offers. You want to target contexts before you target consumers. It's interesting to note that consumers are contextual chameleons and will adopt your product or service if it fits the context. For example, people will be more likely to get the flu shot if all people are hearing about are deaths caused by the flu. So the key takeaway here 
is that a change in context can influence a different behavior. Like our example with the crime rates in New York and the decrepit subway systems. People's behaviors weren't what we wanted because the context of the environment influenced them to act that way. So your takeaway here. Mastering context is about being aware of your message and the avenues that you choose to communicate it. For example, selling your high-priced services through cold email could be the right message, but the wrong context. Instead, if you took that same message and delivered it via a video online in front of a group of people, the context is dramatically different and you might get a better result. Another example that is far too common today is people developing a wide array of content online and posting it on their blog. If you sell high-priced services, sure, it's nice to have your content on a blog, but it likely won't generate the opportunity you hope it will. Instead, change the context. Instead, what I want you to do is send your blog post to a handful of prospects in your pipeline via old-fashioned direct mail. It's a marketing test that's definitely worth exploring, you guys. These are the kind of changes, the kind of opportunities you have at your disposal. Don't undercut context. The importance of context cannot be understated here. If you're not getting the kind of results you want out of your marketing, maybe you need to change the context. It might not be the content. All right, my friends, there we have it. That is The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. How little things can make a big difference. I am done. My voice is done. I've had a long day of hearing my voice all day with meeting after meeting after meeting. And uh, it's late night right now. It's about 1 a.m. while I'm recording this. And uh, me thinks my voice is done for the day. So I'm calling this a wraps, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this uh, this book. I, um, I thought this was, again, like I said, one of Malcolm Gladwell's better books. I thought there were some solid takeaways here. I tried to incorporate a little bit more growth strategy takeaways into this. Um, it's something that I'm learning to do more as we progress in the podcast to really connect the content to actionable strategies or approaches that you can take and put forward into your business, into your marketing, into your sales, your product, your service development, your strategies, whatever it is you got going on. If I can connect the content to more practical applications, then that's, uh, in my opinion, a little bit more value added to you. So uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. And I think I tried doing that a little bit better with uh, this podcast. And as we go along from episode to episode, I'll get better at it. All right, you guys, quick takeaway here. Don't forget to go to cutthecrappodcast.com. Sign up for the weekly summaries. All I need is your first name, last name, and email. And you'll get this summary for Tipping Point in PDF format, as well as access to all previous ones. Also, don't forget to give some love to our new sponsors. We have Sierra Sil Health and Modern Earth Web Design, both fantastic sponsors. And we thank them so much for uh, supporting this medium and supporting Cut the Crap Podcast. So give them some love as well too. follow them on Twitter and uh, definitely take them up on some of their great offers there. You guys, this was a great episode. Thank you so much for joining me again. I can't wait to be here with you guys again next week with a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. You guys have an awesome, awesome week. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all that jazz. And uh, you can hear from me throughout the week as well, too. Hopefully my voice gets a little bit better. All right, guys, take it easy. Have a great week. I love you guys. Don't you feel like there's a lot more we could be doing? Like more quality stuff. Yeah, dude, this is fucking temporary. I think we signed up for a lifetime in real estate. And it's not temporary. We've always been those guys. 
I mean, Cole, were we ever going to be better than this? Every day we grow older. Every day we have one less day in our futures and one more day in our past. You can keep doing the old thing over and over and over again. And then in five years, you will be about where you are today. Where will you be in your business in your life in 36 months? Not because you hope, because you decide. If you keep up your present disciplines and keep up the present pace that you're on, where will you be in five years? You will either arrive at a well-designed destination or an undesigned destination. Well-designed or undesigned. And I promise you, five years from now, you, you really don't want to arrive at an undesigned destination. Where will you be in five years? Start looking into the future of what you would like to accomplish, where you would like to go, the person you would like to be, and see if you can't get a better picture of the finished objective. See yourself there, see yourself in possession of. Direction determines destination. Destination is not determined by hope, it's not determined by wish. Destination is determined by direction. that responsibility into your own heart and you say I am the problem and I am the solution you become free you throw off the chains you throw off everything that holds you back and you are empowered if you start early the fortune belongs to you if you start early all fortunes that are available to humans if you start early the promise looms large and the odds are heavy in your favor now yes it's possible to do some radical things starting late and still arrive with some good treasures and some good things but when you haven't got that much time left now sometimes the decision has to be so drastic people are not willing to make it and they're too tired and too weary and too ill How do you create your life? You get hungry for something, don't you? Who has done something in your life that once seemed difficult or impossible, and now it's part of your life? It was once just a vision. It may have seemed impossible at one time. So how did you do it? You started with a concrete vision of what you wanted, and you focused on it continuously, didn't you? Wherever focus goes, energy flows. You envisioned something, you got clear about it, and then you started thinking about all the reasons why you wanted it. You got excited about it. You said, this is what's next for me now. I want this. You may have dreamed about it, thought about it, talked about it. But when you focus on something continuously, something magical happens. You get insights, don't you? You overhear a conversation and you hear something you wouldn't have heard if you didn't have that outcome or goal that you wanted so badly. Now you can keep on the same path for the next couple of years as you have the past two. But if you wish to, if you wish to, 
And maybe everything's okay for you and you don't need to. But if you need to make some changes, I'm telling you, you can start doing it today so that the next two years will be drastically different than the last two. Your choice. And I hope that you decide today that you're going to take responsibility for your life, that you're going to no more blame others, no more make excuses. You're going to see life as the great adventure, the opportunity to really reach inside of yourself and say, how good can I be? How strong can I get? What do you really want? Your subconscious mind rules your life. 96 to 97% of everything that you do is done as a result of your subconscious mind. And when your subconscious mind gets programmed,